Glitch Free Gaming. Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 153. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, hey, it's Thursday today. Yeah, we're recording a bit late. Yeah. Which um, is probably oh. not too bad, because it means it's actually closer to when the podcast will go up. I suppose, yeah, yeah, because there's always kind of like a couple of days, sort of twilight that, you know, things have happened and we don't talk yeah. about until the next episode. So it's always yeah. a bit weird. But, uh, yes, we're recording a little bit late this uh, lovely Thursday evening. And um, I'm just filling time at the moment. I have no idea what I'm saying. Uh, I was out... <laughs> I was out in Glasgow today catching Pokemons and things, and um, I'm a bit tired, so uh, I'm going to stop waffling, and let's do what we always do, and talk about what we've been playing. So, Kieran, what have you been up to this week? I've been not playing, from words, I've not been playing a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm You're really just as tired. Bad as me. <laughs> it's Thursday, this is the day that my brain shuts off, apparently. Um, yeah, well, weirdly... Well, that... Sorry. That's it. That's it for this episode, and we'll, um, we'll see you <laughs> next done. week. Yay! <laughs> um, no, like I, so I went away for a few days to a friend's wedding, and as a result, I took my 3DS with me and barely played it. Uh, nice. And played a lot of Kingdom Hearts Unchained on my phone. All right. Okay. Uh, which is a. Kingdom Hearts game for the iPhone I believe it's also an Android um, it's got a bunch of story stuff in it that is apparently like canon they've said it like takes place between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 so if you're one of the crazy people who cares about the Kingdom Hearts story it's got that although the Kingdom Hearts story is insane so if you actually yeah, like it, yeah it always has been for a while yeah like one was pretty straightforward which is like oh there's evil and then there's Disney worlds and they're all connected and then you close the keyholes and the worlds are not connected anymore and there's less evil and it's all fine and then Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts 2 was like there's a thousand keyblades also there's a keyblade war Mickey Mouse wearing a fucking cool ass cloak oh my god and also there's no bodies and yeah, it was nonsense and it just proceeded to get crazier from then uh, this has been actually relatively light on the story so far for me uh, I'm not super far in it um but it does the kind of harsh thing where it's like taking you through, you know, different Disney worlds. Like I've been through the the uh, Snow White world, and I'm going through uh, Wonderland just now. Um, right. The gameplay is just super simple. It's an RPG. You equip uh, three. Well, you can equip more eventually, but to start with, you equip three medals. Which are basically different characters from the Disney universe and also the Kingdom Hearts universe in general. So there's some Square Enix characters in there, there's some Kingdom Hearts characters in there, there's some uh, Disney characters in there. And they basically work in a very simple, like, rock, paper, scissors fashion where there's power characters that do more damage to. Uh, oh, I forget what the green one is speed characters I think and then there's magic characters that get that take more damage from speed characters but do more damage to power and so uh-huh. you've just got this little kind of uh, like rock paper scissors system and the combat is just really simple just turn based uh, really quick actually like really fast to get through the battles um, but it's just really simple turn based where you're just tapping on enemies to attack them 
and each of the medals you've equipped basically works as a turn and so you use it and you get to choose which way you use it either you just attack you can swipe to do a kind of spin attack that does some damage to all the enemies rather than attacking just one of them or you uh-huh. can grab onto the medal and swipe it onto the screen and it'll do like a special attack and it's like casting a spell or something like that basically um, and it's just super simple but it's really just fun to play uh, mm-hmm. it has all the kind of usual free to play trappings around it like you feed medals to your medals to make the medals stronger level them up uh, and then right. you get other things to evolve your medals and you can pay money to do that if you want um, uh-huh. I've not had to pay money yet although it would definitely it's weird it's one of those things where I've not I've been tempted to pay money to to uh, get the stuff that lets you basically you can level up your characters uh, your medals to a certain point and then you need to evolve them to the next tier of medals so they can level up more and the stuff to level them up is pretty easy to find but the stuff to make them evolve is harder to find right okay and I've not had a point yet where the game's gotten difficult at all so it hasn't actually been an issue I don't need to level them up further but I really want I want to level them up further I want to make my Hercules stronger I've got Hercules he should be strong but I don't need to but I could pay some money and I could get an evolution thing uh-huh. Um, I've only briefly looked into microtransaction stuff and it seems kind of weird there's like this weird um, it's this weird system where like all free to play games usually have these kind of events that you know happen usually weekly or sometimes a bit longer than that um, that will give you specific bonus, uh, like specific uh, items and whatever from taking part in them and that's how they're giving out like the tokens you need to evolve characters and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you can only access a certain amount of them for free and I assume they rotate in and out every week and it's this weird thing where you can buy a pass that lets you access all of them for a week but it doesn't let you access all of them for a week starting from when you buy it right it starts from the Monday that this week of event starts. All right. So if you pay the... And the price doesn't change. So if you pay the 11 quid for this thing, which is also stupidly expensive to start with, if you pay the 11 pounds for it on Saturday, you have a day to do the stuff to get whatever you can oh, get out of it. Yeah, you're knackered, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It get too fair, it gives you a warning when you try to do that. Where it's like, to get the most of it, buy this on Monday. It's like, but why would you do it this way? Why yeah. is that a thing? That's insane. Um, but other than that, I quite like it. Like, I've not had, like I said, I've not had to do microtransactions yet. Um, these kind of things usually get super grindy as you get further and kind of forces you to have to do it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's good so far. And it's got a cool little art style and you get to customize your character and stuff. You unlock more costumes as you play. Um, all the leveling stuff is actually like all leveling for your character is actually based through costumes right so you unlock little uh, points you can use to upgrade costumes and it unlocks more costumes by upgrading the costumes but also upgrades your health and upgrades your magic and stuff like that Um, it's surprisingly deep for just like a little phone game Um, I think Square Enix in general has been doing really well with their phone games right because I really liked uh record keeper as well 
and that one they brought out recently, that Final Fantasy one. Oh. I haven't played it, but I know someone that's been playing it, and he is super into it. Uh, right. I forgot his name, though. It's not all the bravest, because that was the the other one. No, that was the one I I played a bit of. I quite like that one. Yeah. Um, I know it's the one... It's got an it's, X in it. It's X something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that one's supposed to be quite good as well. But like this Kingdom Hearts game's really fun. Um, Record Keeper was really fun as well. So yeah, they're definitely doing good with their mobile stuff. Cool. Um. So I played a lot of that. Um. Oh God, keeping. You know, more squaring stuff. Most of the squaring stuff I played recently, apparently. <laughs> uh, I played a lot more Final Fantasy fourteen. Right. Because reasons. I've like never unsubscribed from Final Fantasy fourteen. I keep meaning to. Because I've not been playing it a whole lot. Right. And then this month I was like, man, I can't afford to buy any more games. I could cancel this Final Fantasy fourteen. That gives me nine pound toward another game. Uh-huh. Or I could just play Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, one of the main reasons is they added, in the latest update, they added a thing called uh, Palace of the Dead, which is uh, a cooperative, like, randomised, repeatable dungeon where every time you go in, you ca- your character starts from scratch, like level one, and levels up at a faster rate as they go through the dungeon. And you find upgrades and stuff like that as you go through the dungeon, and special items you can only use in that dungeon. And you're fighting through all the levels of it to try and get to the end. And when you get to the end, you get a special weapon for your actual character. And every ten floors, you unlock, uh, you get like a bunch of experience for your actual character as well. So it's not just entirely self-contained. Uh huh. Um. So they basically just made it into a roguelike. They basically just added a roguelike into Final Fantasy fourteen. And it's really good, because I really like the combat in Final Fantasy fourteen anyway. And the the dungeons have always been kind of one of the more fun parts of that game. Mm-hmm. And just having this kind of re- easily repeatable dungeon that you can just go in with friends. And when you play it with friends, it's super fast. Like, I played uh, solo to start with, and by myself it took me like 25, maybe 30 minutes to get through the first 10 floors. But uh-huh. then I ended up playing it in a group of four and it took us like 10, maybe 15 minutes. Like, you just blast through it really quickly. Uh, the one thing they've done to kind of balance it, though, is that I'm not super fond of is, um, for starters, there's a lot of traps in all the floors and they're like hidden traps that'll go off if you walk over them by accident and there's items that'll let you see them but for the most part, they're just kind of there and they get in the way a bit and none of them are super difficult. They just do little things like oh you can't attack for a few seconds or um, you're weakened for a few seconds or you're slower for a few seconds or something like that the thing that caught us out is some of the characters have insta-kill attacks like some of the enemies have insta-kill attacks right and so we were all fighting this just slime monster it just looks like a regular slime monster but if you don't kill it fast enough it casts a spell that just kills everyone that's nearby and we were all ah, gathered right. around fighting it and we didn't do enough damage apparently we just all got wiped out and then so you have to start from the start of the dungeon again after that happens which sucks but it's part of the game um, 
But yeah, I've also went back to doing a bunch of the story stuff in that because I didn't finish the the expansion, the Heavensward, back when I got it. Um, right. So I'm kind of going through that stuff, and that stuff's still really good. Like I've said before, Final Fantasy fourteen is a really good game, just in terms of Final Fantasy games. Never mind MMOs. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Um. Other than that. Um. Well, I was away for the weekend. Um, I went. I think I said I went out to a friend's wedding. I was sharing a cottage with a handful of friends, and so one of the nights we were sitting drinking and playing Cards Against Humanity because a bunch of people don't play a lot of card games, and Cards Against Humanity is still novel. Yeah, um, fair enough. But it, it was quite fun. To be fair, like it's one of those things that like Cards Against Humanity, you occasionally get the super funny things, especially if you've been drinking a bit. Um, and also we played uh, Fake Artist Goes to New York. Oh, excellent. Which went over really well, and everyone seemed to really enjoy. Uh, and also means I have more pictures now, which means I can actually try and record some kind of video about it at some point, <laughs> which I've been meaning to do for a while. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun, so... But yeah, that's kind of all I've got. Um, it's been a quiet week or so for me. Right. Um, the other big thing I think you'll probably talk about. So. Yeah. So I'll let you do. What have you been sure. playing, Mike? Uh, I have been playing a couple of things. Uh, Pokemon Go. Because um, it's quite good just to kind of get out and... Uh, you know, go for a walk and, and bugger about and things like that. Yeah. Hey, oh, actually, I, I have a funny thing about Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was at a wedding on Sunday, the place, the hotel that the wedding was taking place in, is in the middle of nowhere. But it had a Pokestop on it. <laughs> but it also had no phone signal. Oh no! <laughs> but we managed to find like an unprotected Wi-Fi point. And so oh, everyone God. was connecting to the Wi-Fi and we all put, like, lures on the Pokestop, like, at one after another and we were just sitting catching Pokemon all the time. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, so I, I've been playing quite a bit of that, so much so that I've leveled up to level 16. Hmm. Um, so it's quite a bit. Uh, I've got quite a few Pokemons. Um Mainly all bloody hypnos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I keep finding drowsies everywhere. Yeah, and you you just catch that many, you can en- end up, you know, evolving uh, a decent uh, strength hypno. Um, so, yeah, I've got those. A couple of things I kind of figured out. Remember we were talking last week and we were saying that, you know, the, there's not many, uh, there isn't any instructions, you know, so mm-hmm. you kind of either, you can go online and have a look. Or, you know, you just kind of figure it out as you go along. I figured out that uh, once you've got a Pokemon in the gym, Uh you you get a bonus. You can earn coins. All right. Yeah, so what you do is you go to the... I was wondering if there's a free way to get coins. Yeah, uh, so you go to the shop um, from in the menu. uh, You go to the shop icon, and that's where you can buy... You know, you can spend real money to get coins to either buy Pokeballs or eggs or incense or all the different things that you can buy yeah but there's a little there's a little symbol so it comes up with the shop menu and it tells you how many coins you currently have 
Um, and then there's a little shield. And if you type, if you touch that, it's your defensive bonus. So what to what you do is whenever you get a Pokemon in a gym, mm -hmm. and you you've assigned them in there, um, you can go to that icon and you click on it. And for every Pokemon that you have in a gym, you get a bonus of ten coins and five hundred um, Stardust. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so you get 500 Stardust. Um, yeah, because you normally get a thousand. Oh, do you get a thousand Stardust for a catch? No, you get. No, you get way no, less than that. No, you only get 100. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you get 500 and 10 coins for every Pokemon that you have in a gym. Um, and you can only do this uh, every 21 hours. Okay. So once you've done it once, then uh, there's like a wee countdown clock comes in. And it counts down until when you can do it again. Uh, so there is obviously, you know, there's there's a benefit to occupying gyms. Yeah. Um, which is, it's not too bad. I have a, I now have. I'm just trying to work it out. 60, 70, 70 coins from um, occupying gyms. Cool. So, yeah. So I it's not too none. bad. Uh, I did also spend some real-world money on the game. Oh no, Mike! Well, I think we've both we've spoke about this before. Where you know, when we're playing games like this, if we're enjoying them, we don't mind spending a little bit of money, yeah. you know, on a free-to-play game, as long as you're not, you know, it doesn't feel like you're being conned. You know, yeah, yeah, it feels like you, yeah, like if you're playing a free-to-play game, you want to make sure that you're putting some money back into it if it's yeah, exactly yeah exactly like i will yeah. probably put money into kingdom hearts on chain at some point yeah um yeah because i was uh, i'd put um what happened was i was playing away and i started to run out of pokeballs and i thought right i'm heading into i think i was heading into town or i was heading somewhere where there's a lot of pokestops and i thought well what i'll do is i'll spend four pound you know in the grand scheme of things it's not a lot of money but it will give me you know some coins and I can buy some pokeballs and that's me kind of stocked up a little bit yeah. so I did that um, yeah uh, and no problems I haven't I haven't actually got to the point where I've needed to buy pokeballs again yeah um, to be fair, it, I've not felt need to buy pokeballs at all yet and I've yeah. not paid any money into it yeah um, if yeah, if you watch what you're doing, yeah, it should be. I feel like be... you get so many from Pokestops. Yes. Especially if you're passing a bunch of Pokestops, like there's you know, like four or five Pokestops on my daily commute. Like I kind of yeah. pine for Pokeballs. Yeah, you can. Um, as you get higher levels up, you know, when you level up, you don't get as many. Um, you don't get as many balls for leveling up. Uh -huh. um, so you, you might just get ten great balls, but you'll get other things as well. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, th you know that's fine. Uh, so uh, and you obviously the higher levels up, the, the more higher level Pokemon you get, which means it takes more balls to catch them. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, but it's quite well balanced. It doesn't feel at any point that they're trying to fleece you. You know. Yeah. They, the balance of the game does not change whether you're playing at level one, so you've just picked up the game, or, you know, I, 
currently I'm at level 16 trying to get halfway through to getting to level 17 and it doesn't feel like you know they flip the magic switch and I'm going to have to pay to play now yeah it um, feels like you're still getting your fun out of it but you want to put yes. money in anyway yeah so uh, yeah that's all it was so just put some money into it and that's quite cool uh, I've been playing some other things as well I think um, possibly yeah I mean, I'll talk about this one first and then we can talk about uh, the big one that we played mm-hmm. um, I bought the uh, alpha version or the, the preview version of We Happy Few yes how did you like it what's um, actually in that alpha because I've heard there's not much there isn't much in it so when you start up the game it tells you straight away that you know this is the alpha it's not even a, a beta it's an alpha um, the game on your system it may not even run you know yeah. it'll st- it may stick it'll jump there'll be glitches and it may not even run at all um, but you're you know you're helping them improve the game and things uh, there is the procedural gen- generation isn't there the <clears throat> excuse me the story isn't there apart from the prologue and the prologue is essentially that cutscene that video yeah, that we've seen at E3 that is it um, you can play around a little bit with that you get to uh, choose whether you redact you remember uh, it starts off and the guy he's got a wee machine and there's newspaper articles and he's redacting and he's approving things Yeah. so you've got a little bit of you can play around with that. Um, you can walk from your desk through to where they're, they're whacking the piñata. And you, you there's places to look and explore and things like that. So there's a little bit of that. Um, but that's it as far as the story goes. Then it's fine. What happens then is the character wakes up and he comes through. There's, you find he's in a, his safe room. And he gets out of his safe room in, into the world. Um, so what you're playing is it's essentially 45 minutes of gameplay if you you know unless you really want to mess around with the world mm-hmm. um, so you're out in the world and you're basically testing the the gathering of items you know building up your inventory um, finding things that help you craft more um, Uh, a little bit of the stealth ideas um, and one of the things that I haven't done myself yet is taking joy and seeing how the world changes because yeah so you need to sometimes you need to be taking joy um, to function in the world Um, if your joy level slips too much people may suspect Um, so you need to try and you know blend in as much as possible uh, blending in can uh, go so far as there's there's suits, there's costumes that you wear. Um, like you know, so yeah, a little bit, yeah. So kind of like a there's a business suit and there's a more casual wear. Um, each I, I get, I haven't got this far in it as well. Um, but each suit is suited to a different style of play. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you are playing the kind of run-and-gun style of play, one of the outfits may be completely inappropriate for you. Yeah. You know, or if you 
are wearing the running gun style outfit and you're playing stealth, it's not really going to help you, is it? Yeah. Yeah, you could be bringing, uh, you know, putting unwanted attention on yourself before you've had a chance to sneak up to people and things. Um, there are all the characters you can meet around. the certain characters once you meet them. They trigger off um, sub-quests for you to do. So you're playing about in this open world, essentially. Uh, yeah, uh, the game is it is an open world game. It's more sandbox. Um, so people that were suspecting, or not suspecting, but expecting a kind of Bioshock style game where yeah. you know it's very linear. Well, I'm sorry, you should have maybe done a little bit of research and checked out the the Kickstarter. Yeah, I think it's been known for quite a while that it's more of a roguelike than anything else. Yes, yeah. which means it's uh, going to have a bit of exploration and yes. You know. But it's it does. Yeah, it, most roguelikes are in dungeons. Yeah, so you know the the dungeon is this town that you're trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a story, but it the the story mode and the playable characters are not in the alpha at the moment. Okay. You know, it's not there. You're not getting it. Do you think you recommend picking up the alpha, or do you think there's still? So it doesn't <sighs> sound like there's a lot in it. There. There isn't. Um, I mean, you can go to Twitch right now and you can watch people playing through that game. Uh, and, yeah, they're having fun and they're, they're fighting and, you know, buggering around and things like that. Um, well, what were you implying about Twitch streamers? No, they're, right, <laughs> no I'm not, not implying anything at all, you know, but the, the guys are obviously playing as, as much as... They're getting as much as they can out of it. Yeah. Um... I was curious. I knew what I was picking up. I knew I was picking up, you know, it was a preview. Yeah. There wasn't going to be much there. Um, and then right there, the minute you start up the game, it tells you, you know, black and white, this is what's missing, but here's what you can play. Um, so I was, yeah, I was prepared for it, played it for half an hour or so and went, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm now ready for the main game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think. See if you're a little bit curious about the game. Twenty three ninety nine is what it's going for, both on Steam and on Xbox One. The game, when it comes out, is going to be a little bit more expensive when it comes out full release next year. Mm-hmm. If take it as a pre order with it, you know, and you're getting a wee shot of it. Um, yeah, still seems a bit pricey to me. It, yes, yeah, definitely. I think the reason they're going with that price is obviously because you know they'd already fixed the price point when they were doing our Kickstarter. Yeah, and that that'll uh, be a price. That'll be the, the cost of it when it comes out, and they don't want to charge less for the early version. Yes, yeah. Um, I. I'm not mad that I paid the money for it, so I know when the game comes out, I'll get the game, and I'm quite happy. I'll have another another wee go at it and see what I think. Um, but I don't want to play too much of it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't want to spoil too much. I'm quite happy with what's there. I know what type of game it's going to be. Um, as long as the story mode is pretty strong, yeah, I think I, you know, I won't be mad. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yep 
um, uh, and then there was two other things that I played. Uh, I we played some Marvel Ultimate Alliance. We did. We did, yes. Yeah. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I don't think we covered it in the news. No, uh, it wasn't speak... announced. It no, it wasn't. Really it... quickly, it was just like Sunday. They were like, "By the way, this is coming." In fact, I think it was like Monday morning. They were like, "By the way, this yes. is coming out," and then the next day it was up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the two classic games, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two, have been released on a. Uh, are they on? PC yet? Oh, they were always yeah. on PC, weren't they? Well, they got re-released on PC. Right, yep. I think they got um, taken off PC at one point when Activision lost all their licenses to Marvel. Ah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, so they, they came out on PS4, Steam, and they're now on Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, they on Xbox One by a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, the games are... Um, the games that we know they've been uh, went back and sort of retrofitted and cleaned up and things like that by um, the British developer Zoe Mode. Yeah. So those are the guys. It doesn't they, feel they, like they've done a whole lot. They've tidied. A uh, two looks a lot better. Yeah, I think. I think two probably. Looked probably a lot didn't need as, as much. Was, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure what, exactly what they've done. Yeah, um, I mean, they've they've tidied some things up, and I think to make them run a little bit smoother, um, the cutscenes in Marvel Ultimate Alliance One, uh, especially the the models of the the characters when they're talking to each other, yeah. they don't move. You know, the, the joints don't bend. Yeah, <laughs> there's no facial. The move. The the game was very rough. Yeah. Um, Two, on the other hand, doesn't because two came out. I think it was like a three-year gap. Was it two thousand six yeah, for the first like, one? Two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, I'm not too sure what Zoe Mode have done. I think it's probably more in the back end. Yeah, it'll be more making it work on a new console kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the frame rate seems good though, for the most part. Like I've not seen any frame rate drops. It's not sixty, but it still seems like a solid thirty. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of when we were playing online, some of that was <laughs> lag, I think, more than anything else. But I even think then, so. Yeah. Some netcode issues there. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Super laggy. Yeah. It was. It was still fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I enjoyed myself, um, and I think yeah, we kind I'm... of all agreed we're probably going to try and play uh, two co-op next time, just because it seems to hold up a bit better. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I loved the the story. Uh, I loved the first one, and I played through the whole thing seriously. I played through it myself. I think maybe there was once or twice I had somebody playing locally with me because yeah. it was on the 360. Um, and there wasn't many people. Both of those games were games that not many people had. Yeah. On the consoles, anyway. Two in particular, they didn't print many copies of it. Yeah. Um. So I was, you know, there wasn't anyone else that really knew the game. Um, so it was when we played the other day there, it was actually fun just to have the three of us online and yeah. uh, just mucking it. You know, there was some mucking about as well. There was uh, the, the way the game works is, uh, it, you know, all the, all the characters are meant to 
go in the same direction so the map can move on. Yes. But if, if somebody goes and stands in the corner, they can essentially break the game. Sometimes, and sometimes it just automatically teleports them up to you, and I'm not sure what defines that. Yeah, because sometimes I, we'd have it just two of us either side of the room trying to pull each other across and then yes. sometimes it'd be the moment someone got to the edge of a screen they teleported to everyone else yes it was weird it was um, it was quite strange the other kind of like it's one of those like kind of old uh, isometric game kind of issues that yes. you don't really see that often anymore because modern consoles can kind of render multiple instances a lot better and so everyone is basically in their own instance and so it doesn't matter because you can go wherever for most games some games still do silly things like this the yeah. thing i found really funny and really silly is that the camera control was shared <laughs> like yeah it's an isometric game and you can rotate the camera around but if you rotate the camera around it rotates the camera for everyone you're playing co-op with yes which makes sense for a local game makes way less sense when you're playing three player online and the camera keeps spinning because someone's put their fucking controller down um, yes. which was funny it's a silly silly thing though um, <laughs> but I'm actually in the same boat as you like I didn't play that game multiplayer uh, originally I actually played it on the Wii the first time right um, which was a pretty decent version of that game they had some added waggle stuff which sucked but it was you know a good version of that game mm-hmm um, but like I never played it multiplayer just because it didn't have online on the Wii because it was right. an early Wii game and Wii games didn't get multiplayer till like a year or two into the console's lifespan mm-hmm. when uh, Mario Super Strikers came out right and Pokemon whatever that Pokemon game was that had multiplayer that was terrible oh that was was it Pokemon Stadium or something well it wasn't called Pokemon Stadium but it was basically a Pokemon Stadium game yeah right yeah yeah ah those games are all uh, yeah but uh, it was quite fun yeah uh, I enjoyed it I, I'm looking forward to playing more yeah um, I they were quite expensive I played a, yeah I, I played a little bit yeah expensive yeah that's a good thing to bring up so they're you can buy them for £30 a piece yeah or it was, or, was it 45 for both or 50 for I, both Forty-five. Forty-five. Oh yeah, I ended up spending fifty-ish because I also bought Truffle too, which I've not played yet. <laughs> I bought Truffle. All right. Too. Okay. Um. Yeah, it is quite pricey. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think you know what the the kind of nostalgia took over, and it was you know I really fancy playing these games again. I had a lot of fun with them, and it would be good to. You know, we're always looking for games that we can play co-op. Yeah, definitely. Uh, things that are yeah. quite easy to get into and things like that. So, um, I yeah, when I put that together with you know the nostalgia factor and the fact that we will need we wanted something that was easy to play and and things like that. That's yeah, I was happy yeah. with that. I don't know about you, but it kind of made me want that console port of Marvel Heroes that's been rumoured for ages to finally get made oh yeah that'd be good it'd be so good like Marvel Heroes is such a good game and it's not the same kind of game it's not beat em up it's you know more of a Diablo style game yes yeah. but it's still like it scratches that itch 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I would also, I'd love for them to put some work into the two X-Men games, so the yeah, X-Men Legend games. Good. Yeah, those would probably take a bit more work. Yeah, they would, I think it would take a hell of a lot of work because yeah. they, were, they were PlayStation 2 games. Yeah, and I don't think they got PC releases. Because that's the thing, like, Ultimate Alliance already had PC releases and from what people are piecing together, this is these are probably just ports of those versions of the game. And people are kind right. of judging this by the fact that uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance doesn't have any of the DLC, whereas Ultimate Alliance 2 has all of it. Um, right. And that's... The PC version of Ultimate Alliance never got any of the DLC. It was exclusive to PS3 and 360, and they had, like, exclusive characters between platforms. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah... No one's quite sure, but everyone's kind of assuming it's the PC releases. But also, apparently, the the versions they put out on PC on Steam are really bad. Um, oh, really? Like, they have really bad controller support and are pretty much unplayable for most people. Jeez. Which is insane. Yeah, that no, that's, that's not good. No. So, yeah, if you're looking for those games, I do not recommend buying the PC ones for now. No, no, don't do it. Uh, we can vouch for the PS4 one. Yeah, they seem like perfectly good versions of those games. Yeah, they wait for a yeah. sale though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly wait for a sale. If you have more money than sense like we do, then go for it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like anything uh, else is coming out this month. It's not like one true. of the biggest games of the year. Well, I say this month. You know, this month as of payday. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this pay month. Exactly, yeah. It's not like one um, of the biggest games of the year is coming out. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that one as well. Um, the last thing I played was more Guitar Hero Live. How are you liking it? Still holding up? Yeah, still holding up. I finished just recently. I finished the the Guitar Hero Live section of it so that's the bit where it's you're playing all these um, live, these gigs yeah, and you've got the live audience and they're interacting with you and things like that it's quite short um, it took me because the last time that we spoke about it I played a little bit and I played more of the Guitar Hero TV stuff um, so I thought right I'm going to play through the live section of it and see how, one how long it takes me two what it gets me and three if it's any good uh, it didn't take me too long I played I played four of the little concerts so the, the, these these little concerts and they consist of either three or four songs mm. um, and then it moves on to the next section uh, and I played four of them um, and you know they don't take very long at all but apart from that it took me I think two hours last night and two hours again possibly uh, tonight and it that was me done finished the finished that section there's no credits there's no end game there's no congratulations you've played all the stuff it just ends yeah it's just like done um so <laughs> I would have expected a, at least the message going, great, now go play Guitar Hero TV. That's the main part of the game. Yeah. Um, the It is... It kind of feels more like... 
training section. You yeah. know, that kind of like a bit of an extended tutorial. If you, there is a tutorial. It always kind of looked like a thing they put in because they want they thought it would be cool to do, rather than the main selling point, or even yeah, maybe I, like something that looked that looked cool in advertising. Yeah, because Guitar Hero TV is like the mode that makes sense, and when you're playing it, you're like, "This is the mode we really want." This is the you just turn a channel on and you play along with music videos, and it's really cool. But yeah. I think when you try to advertise that you're like showing music videos and people playing along music videos and it's not it doesn't look as good no, unless you're no, just kind of in it yeah. yeah um i think it is it's quite a cool idea um and it it does feel like it's more like a tutorial yeah. um you know there is a tutorial that shows you how to, the you know the new six buttons work and yeah. and how they work and things like that um but when you start off you play on there's i'm trying to think of the difficulty levels there's complete idiot then i think there's idiot then there's not so much of an idiot then there's geek then there's uber geek yes. that's that's just the section that's just me making them up but you know there's the really basic one and then there's uh, i think i think that's easy then i think there's normal then i think it's hard difficult and legend is the the actual names in the game uh, so I've been playing on the second level the second level uses the the second bits of the so the the buttons on the gu- guitar controller there's three on the top and three on the bottom um, and if you push to the you know top and bottom of uh, one of them down it's like playing a chord yeah. so you can you, you know when you're playing notes you can either play a uh, button number one at the top or button number two uh, sorry uh-huh. button number one at the top or button number one at the bottom or you can push both of them down at the same time yeah you know so you now have what nine combinations yeah of, of what you can play um and when you're playing on the kind of second difficulty level you're only using the three buttons in the bottom and various combinations so it'll never switch between buttons in the bottom and buttons on the top um, and it's okay to kind of get used to it. So I've been playing, I was playing through that kind of Guitar Hero Live bit uh, just to get used to it, and then I started switching up to the next difficulty level. Um, the difficulty level, the, the it seems to, you know, there's the curve is a little bit much. Yeah. Because... Um, I don't know if you remember the other Guitar Hero games, you would get the Guitar Hero game where it would use the, you know, the, the easiest level was three buttons. It would let you use three buttons. Mm-hmm. Then uh, if it jumped up a little bit, it did four buttons. But what it also did was the rhythm of the, the you know, the number of uh, notes that you had to hit was more and it played more with the rhythm of the song. Yeah. You know, so you had to flick your little don't even know what you call it there you had to strum in time to the music more mm-hmm. um this one just it goes from right there's three use the three buttons on the second or this, this is on the second difficulty level so you'd expect the the strumming to be more in time but it's not um and then you think right okay i'll switch to the next one 
and the next one just flings in all the notes that can be used and the strumming gets harder so it's the level of strumming you want but they haven't got you used to using all the different buttons yet mm. they just fling that in it that the curve seems a little bit too much um but i'll stick with it it's um i haven't played a guitar hero game in geez i'm trying to think of the last one would have been rock band 2 or guitar hero world tour so you know there was quite a few that i'd missed out on yeah uh, i think five was the last one i played yeah i didn't even play that which i don't know how many were after five i well, there was after world tour there was four then there was five then there was there was the Metallica one, there was the Beatles one, there was a Green Day one. I think the, Be- was... the Beatles one, the Green Day one, were rock band. Yes, yeah. They were, yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just trying oh, to think about... those games in general? Yeah, those games in general. Then there if we're those uh, games in general, I played Rocksmith a lot. That was the most recent no. rhythm game. It was a very different thing, but... I was going to say that you, it's not, you know, it's not like a plastic guitar. No, it's... A, it's yeah. Um... And then there was the the pop was it pop band, and then there was Lego rock band, and I always wanted Lego rock band. It looked cool. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, there was they had loads. Cool guitars with it. <laughs> I never seen them actually. Uh, I'll try to find a picture of them. Ah, uh, but yeah, uh, so you know, I'll I might play it a little bit more and see if I can play the the higher levels. Um, and also played a lot more of Guitar Hero TV. Still awesome. I love the idea. Uh, you know, a song comes on. Am I going to play it? Yes, I'll play it. So you play along. Uh, some comes on. Yeah, it's an all right song. I'd rather listen to it. So <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to strum anything. The notes come by, and the song still plays. Um, you know how the whole thing where if you miss a note, the song the the song dips. The the sound dips. Yeah. It only does that the minute you strum for the first time. That's very cool. The minute the minute you strum for the first time, it thinks right. Okay, you're playing the song. Mm-hmm. If you don't touch anything when it starts coming, then it that's it. Care. It's just like yeah. here's the music video. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, so it is quite good. Um, I, I also what else did I unlock? I unlocked what they call premium gigs. So if you once you get to a certain level in Guitar Hero Live, you get these premium gigs, and they'll show up, and it will tell you you can play this premium show, uh, and it, what it is is it's music that's not already in the rota. It's music that's coming to the system, uh, mm-hmm. to the Guitar Hero TV. So it's brand new stuff that nobody else has had a chance to play yet, and how you get to play it first on this premium gig. Um, and the premium gigs also, sorry, they're only available for a certain amount of time because then obviously they go into general rotation. Yeah. Um, so how you get it is they will tell, they will give you maybe three or four songs and they'll say to, to unlock these other songs that you know nobody's played yet, you have to play these three other songs that are in rotation and you have to beat them on a certain difficulty level and you have to get a certain... A number of stars, so they use the star system still. So you have to mm-hmm. get four stars on um, normal difficulty level, or uh, normal, or the, the one above where I am. So I think I'm on casual, and then it's normal. So it's easy, casual, normal, and you have to get it on normal, and that's the the difficulty that I'm struggling with. And it seems to be 
the funny enough, you know, the most normal level that, that you know, once you get used to the game, everyone plays it on that level. It's not easy. Um, and I think it's quite cool because it, it will reward you for getting better at the game as well. Yeah. Um, what you can do as well, so if you were like me and you thought, I want to play those songs before anyone else, but I'm not good enough to unlock them. Um, well, what you could do is you can buy Hero Cash. So this is the real world. Uh, this is the microtransactions. You can buy the Hero Cash and it will unlock them for you. Um, don't need to. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah. If you've got the skill, you can do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, still really impressed with the game. Um, all the content is there. You know, yeah. the, the, the content is there for you. Um, you do not need to buy Hero Cash. You do not need to buy the Guitar Hero credits. None of that is necessary. It's there if you want it, but it's completely unnecessary. I do care um, The one thing that would... Uh, the one thing I'd probably spend real money on is, you know, if we were having a party or we were having a game day, um, and I'd say to you, right, listen, bring your guitar down. Um, I'll pay the £4 day pass. Yeah. And it, unlo- it unlocks all the songs, and we can play all the songs in any order we want, as many times as we want. Yeah. There's, um, there's, we've, we've mentioned a couple of times this podcast already, but that is kind of the thing that everyone has yeah. always wanted, and it's yeah. cool to have done it. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Um, and, you know apart from using that day pass thing I think just from the little bit that I've been playing and leveling up I think I've got 16 or 17 plays available because every time you get a level again you know like the free to play system every time you get a level they'll give you some of the things that you need so they give you these plays so you can play the songs whenever you want mm-hmm. um, yep highly recommended um, the only thing that I would say um, and it's said was the Guitar Hero Live stuff the music choice isn't the best yeah but it does seem like the TV stuff is the real draw anyway yeah um, you know and there's uh, you're not going to like all the songs that are on there yeah. but there, there's a good choice for everyone I think yeah and they're split into channels in a way that you shouldn't have to play any of the songs you don't really like at all yeah yeah you know, and so obviously they, they, you can just ignore them as well exactly yeah so it is quite cool um, you know because you can be playing away and maybe a song comes up you don't like well you can either switch to the other channel or if you want use one of your plays to play something in the meantime mm-hmm. um, yeah really good if you're yeah and the the price of the the, bund- the bundles I think if you go on Amazon right now brand new you can pick up the guitar and the game for like 35 between 35 and 40 quid that's a good price yeah it's gu- a good price yeah it's 35 just now yeah it's so the guitar the Wii U fucking weird wow that's weird yeah but yeah um, um, yeah hey. it's one of those things that I will probably I'll probably pick up next time it's on sale yeah um, it is it's a, it's a good show um, you know just for that little bit of nostalgia as well I think yeah uh, other than that, is there anything else I've been playing? No, not really. Um, need to play more Fire Emblem. I haven't played anything since the last time. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's it. I've not really played anything else. 
Yeah, I took my 3DS down with me over the weekend with the full intention of playing a bunch of Fire Emblem. And then I ended up like reading on the train on the way down and back, so I did <laughs> nothing. nothing. Excellent. Cool. Um, is there any news or anything to talk about? There's actually quite a lot of news. Um, Alright. So I'll blast through some of it as quick as possible. Um, the big ones for us usually are... Uh, the PlayStation Plus and the uh, Xbox Live Games with Gold both got announced. Yes. So Xbox Live Games with Gold start with has uh, WWE 2K16 yes. and Warriors of Rochi 3 Ultimate for the Xbox One. Yep. And for the Xbox 360, uh, Spelunky and Beyond Good and Evil HD. Yes. Uh, it's a really good lineup. That's a. That- yeah, that is an awesome lineup. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Warriors of Rochi 3 Ultimate and WWE 2K16 is one of those games that I think we even mentioned when NBA was going on PlayStation Plus. It was like, I'm not likely to buy a wrestling game just now, especially because they're apparently not very good right now. But I would, yeah. I would quite like a free one. I would definitely play it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's a good lineup. Um, PlayStation Plus, we're getting Tricky Towers. Which is a kind of physics puzzle game, and Rebel right. Galaxy for PS4. Rebel Galaxy is awesome. I've I'm so glad that I never bought it in the all the sales that it was in. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, don't, I, I don't regret buying it. It's no, I I own it on Steam. I bought it when it came out in Steam. It's fantastic. Yeah. So it'll be quite good to play it on the console as well. It's a fantastic game. Uh, Tricky Terrors looks pretty good as well. Actually, it's like a kind of Tetris physics game. Uh-huh. Um, it looks quite cool. Uh, and then for PS3, Yakuza 5, which was briefly on sale last month, but obviously they just yes. put it up the wrong month by accident. Yeah. Uh, and Retrograde, which we've had on PlayStation Plus before. Yes, we have. Which is a weird one. Uh, but also it's a really good game. So. Cool. Uh, and then on the Vita, there's Patapon 3, which I've never played Patapon 3, but I really like Patapon 2, so... Um. Yeah, but that's that's a PlayStation. Uh, that's a PSP PlayStation, game. Yeah, a PSP game. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a few PSP games recently on the Vita side of PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Um. And also Ultratron, which is a kind of arcadey shooter. Um. That looks quite good. Um. I've never played it before. Right. Looks like a twin stick shooter. Cool. It's probably fun. I think that one's actually a video game. A proper video game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other stuff. Uh, Darksiders War Mastered Edition got announced. Right. Which is... It's weird they're doing this in this order because they did Darksiders 2 last year. They did the Definitive Edition. Yes. Or earlier this year, actually, maybe. Um but Darksiders 1 I think still is the better game so um, they're remastering it they're adding higher quality textures a bunch of post-processing effects uh, it'll be 1080p 6 frames second on PC, PS4 and Xbox One Wii U uh-huh. will be 1080p 30 frames second um, and it'll be 14.99, which is not too expensive actually it's quite a good price for that game alright um yeah, it's it's a really good 
Darksiders 1 is basically a Zelda game with like Devil May Cry combat and it's just so much fun. Cool. Um, the Burnout or a bunch of ex-Burnout developers uh, headed up by Alex Ward recently released a golf game called Dangerous Golf. Yes. I say golf game in the loosest sense but you know. Yeah. Dangerous Golf. <laughs> um they announced that they're going to be making a driving game. Uh, dangerous driving, by any chance? They haven't said the name of it. They pretty much just said they're making a driving game. So, the Burnout developers are making a driving game. Cool. That's something to be excited about. It is, yeah. Um, Sega had a big live stream thing for the Sonic anniversary oh yeah and it was like a real shit show and like every single way it was like full of technical issues full of people being really bad hosts issues uh-huh. full of you <laughs> know demos not working etc etc it was like it broke in every way it could break it was a disaster uh, right. But throughout it, they managed to announce two new games, uh, surprisingly. Uh, and they both look pretty good. So the first one was Sonic Mania, which is a 2D side-scrolling Sonic game using sprites. It looks like the old Sonic games. It's going to have some levels from the old, like the original three Sonic games. Right, okay. Um, And it's been headed up by uh, the guy who did the phone ports and then eventual console ports of Sonic CD and I think he also did Sonic 1 as well but Sonic CD was kind of his claim to fame because he did a port of that to phones and then eventually to consoles that was a really good version of that game like it is the way to play Sonic CD is like better than the original basically Um, so yeah they got they got a guy that's good at this kind of stuff to head up which is quite good Um. And then they also announced Project Sonic 2017, which is probably not going to be the final game, uh, final name, um, which looks like a sequel to Sonic Generations because they had modern Sonic running around, they had classic Sonic running around. Um, it was quick. They seem to know what they're doing with that part of it, at least, because they're like, the trailer for it straight up just says, you know, f- from the makers of Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations. Because they're clearly aware, oh, those were the good ones. You know, those were the 3D ones that people actually enjoyed. Right. So, hopefully it's as good as those. Because I, I, I like both those games. I've cool. got for a good Sonic game. Um, the one last bit of news... Well, actually, I've got two bits of news here, sorry. Uh, but one of the last bits of news I have here is a new Professor Layton game has been announced. Ooh. And it doesn't star Professor Layton. It's called Lady Layton, the Millionaire Ariadon's Conspiracy. <laughs> okay. You play as Lady Layton, the daughter of Professor Layton. Right. She has a fancy hat. It looks really good. <laughs> it just looks really good. I really want it. Fair enough. Uh, it's coming to 3DS, iOS, and Android in spring next year in Japan. Uh, they haven't right. announced when it's coming out here, but they have said a Western release is coming. Cool. 
um yeah it looks really cool so excellent fair enough uh the other bit of news i had was i need to find a link for this one because it's not on your gamer um so nintendo announced their stupid console thing <laughs> who cares about it right ah uh, yeah actually most of really. about that that's i've got tons of more news to talk about now i think about it i need to look up that um but they announced their, their mini NES console. Yes. But we spoke about this last week as well. Yeah. Well, who cares about that? Because no one played the NES. No one played no. In, the, in the UK. No one played Super Nintendo. No one played <laughs> Nintendo. Everyone played where the games were great on the Mega Drive. Right? Uh, if you say so. <laughs> um... Sega announced that they're releasing a mini Mega Drive console. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's... It's... Yeah. It's it's being made by a third party. It's not actually being made by Sega. It's just licensed by Sega. Of course, yeah. Um, they've done a bunch of these before, actually. It's not an actual new thing. They're just kind of bringing it up to be like, guys, look, this is coming out as well. Same time as the Nintendo one. Um... <laughs> And there's also a, a handheld version of it as well, which looks quite cool. Which has an SD card slot on it so you can put more games on it. Oh, okay. Which is something that that mini Nintendo does not have. Um, and it has 80 built-in games. Which is pretty cool. Uh, the the standard console one, um, not the handheld one, also ha- is compatible with original Mega Drive cartridges. Oh, right, okay. So, that's pretty cool. Um, the other news I was going to say is that um, Eurogamer ran a report uh, earlier this week uh, basically confirming a bunch of stuff about Nintendo's new NX console. Yes. That we were unsure about before, but I think we all had these suspicions. Yeah. It seemed like the, the thing that had been going around. Basically, they say it's a portable system that can connect to your TV to play the same games on TV. Um, the kind of newer part of this, actually, that they, they hadn't really been heard before, is the idea that it will have a screen, obviously, because it's a portable system, uh, mm-hmm. with your know, controller buttons on your side, kind of like the gamepad, but probably not as bulky and silly as that if it's got to be a portable system. Um, but the idea is that the the buttons on either side and the analog stick at either side will be able to snap off of the screen and you can use them as individual controllers when it's plugged into the TV right um, rather than having like a big bulky, bulky gamepad thing Yeah, which sounds really cool um, I like the idea of that um, I assume like the picture of it which I think is a mock-up to Eurogamer made I don't think it's an actual thing they got from somewhere kind of just shows them coming off as two separate things so I wonder if there would be kind of like Wii remotes at that point where you just kind of got one in each hand. Quite possibly um, yeah. Which is fine I actually quite liked having the the two separate controllers rather than the kind of one thing. I think it's a good idea um, but we shall see. This idea of it being like a hybrid between a handheld and a home console is something that's been 
thrown around quite a lot since Nintendo like first announced they were making a new console. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it makes sense. Um, they said games will come on physical media, cartridges, is the word being thrown around. Right. Similar Ooh. to the 3DS, but with you know the kind of recommended size being 32 gigabyte cartridges, which makes sense. That's about how much modern games take up. Yeah. Um, and it's using the NVIDIA, Nvidia Tigra X1, which is a powerful chip. Um, with power between somewhere between a Wii U and an Xbox One, but portable. Right. Um, I think it makes sense. I think it's a good move on Nintendo's part if it is indeed true. Uh-huh. I don't know about you. How do you feel about this idea? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm interested if they can pull it off, and you know, I I think they can. We've we've seen what they can do in the past, so yeah. Um, and it's that thing uh, like Nintendo's weakness has always been third parties. Yeah. And some third parties really stuff on 3DS, but the Wii U has just been dead. And even like previous consoles, theirs have not really had much third party support. So if they can pull off like this console, would mean they probably don't even need third party support. Yeah. Because the issue with Nintendo developing all their own games is that they've had to split their development resources across the 3DS and the Wii U. So if you added like those libraries together it's a like the 3ds has a pretty strong library of first party games the wii u's first party library is actually pretty decent as well it's just the fact yeah. there's nothing else there but if you had the 3ds library to back up the wii u it would be a much more you know interesting console from that standpoint so yeah this idea of it's just one system so nintendo can just release all of their stuff on it seems like a smart idea uh yeah I think, um, yeah, if they can pull it off, and we've seen in the past they can pull things off. Um, yeah, I'm going to reserve judgment, um, but so far, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in it, if nothing else. It's going to be a... It's, it's more interesting to me than the you know, PS4 Neo and the Xbox One Scorpio stuff, where it's just like, eh, it's more powerful console. It yeah. seems like it's an interesting attempt to do something different, which I never felt the Wii U was that. Right. The Wii was, because obviously yes. most controls were you know, that new thing. Yeah, the Wii, the, U the Wii... W- wasn't. Because it was just like, we're doing the 3DS thing, but with the home console. Yeah, it's... But yeah, it just... It just... Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, uh, probably the same as you, it just felt like it wasn't it was just like an evolution of the Wii. Yeah. Um, with the 3DS, the kind of handheld thrown in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it, the Wii U was, at, well, we know it wasn't as successful as <laughs> yeah. it wanted. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't as innovative as they thought it was going to be as well. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, a cool idea. It's just something better. Like it's, it's, it could be, you know, an interesting twist on this kind of, like on the the market, basically. Yeah. This idea, like handhelds, are kind of going away because the you know, 
mobiles are kind of taking them down to some degree and 3DS eventually managed to do pretty well but you know to start with was not yeah um and you know the Vita died very quickly it, it kind of it just makes sense to not release two separate systems again and have to try and struggle to support both yeah because um, it's one of those things we've seen so many times in the past before like even you know the PS3 and the the Vita kind of stuff where yeah. when the Vita first came out it got a decent amount of support and you saw nothing coming out for PS3 and then yeah. PS3 started getting stupid amount of support and you know lots of games and selling way better and the Vita was kind of just dead yeah um and the PSP as well. Like it's it's almost the thing, is like it's hard to support two it's hard to make first party games for two separate systems because you have limited amount of resources. Yeah. And so it makes sense to merge all that onto one thing, especially for Nintendo. Yes, um but it will be you know, with them doing bringing it in on the handheld side as well, whether it's gonna sacri- whether they're gonna sacrifice anything. Yeah. This thing, like, if it comes out and it's like, hey, it's as powerful as a, you know, it's almost as powerful as an Xbox One, has all this cool stuff, but also the battery lasts an hour. Yeah. Or also our screens complete garbage, like the 3DS and the Wii U gamepad and every screen Nintendo puts in everything ever. Yeah. Um... They really need to, they need to buy better screens. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so yeah, like I said, um, I'll reserve judgment, but I hope they can pull it off. Yeah, same. Because uh, um, it's always cool when we get nice, yeah, cool tech. Definitely. Uh, that's all the news I've got. Cool. Uh, I don't have any new releases for you. None at all. Uh, not because I'm being nasty, but because there isn't much coming out. So. Uh, coming out by the time you have are listening to this podcast uh, Fairy Fencer F uh, Advent Dark Force finally and uh, finally an Oli Oli Epic Combo Edition had been released um, when you're listening to this uh, we will have the new 2 terabyte Xbox One S that comes out in the 2nd of August I want one of those um the only other thing that I have uh, that is or will be a week after that will be No Man's Sky which was the, the game we were kind of kidding on about you know, yeah. um, it's one of the games that both Kieran and myself are looking forward to um, that is it for the list uh, then there's obviously the st- the, all the August releases but there's not much slated for um, the next couple of weeks anyway yeah so that's it go and Go and buy Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Don't do it. It's too expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't have uh, many new releases. That's fair uh, enough. Yeah. I did buy... I, I bought something um, for the Xbox One. Was um, So in the house now, we have... Uh, we don't have a Blu-ray player, but we've got obviously the PlayStation 4, we've got the Wii U and we've got the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Now, for the likes of yourself and me and, you know, most most of the gamers and things, uh, 
to watch Blu-rays and DVDs on them. There's no problem. We use the controller. Um, but my fiance is not a gamer, mm-hmm. as you know, um, and she's not very comfortable with the controller. Um, she'll sometimes forget what button to use to pause it, and because you know, watching a, a DVD on the Xbox One, the controls are different than watching it on the on the PS4. So I ended up buying the media remote for the Xbox One. Uh-huh. It's this dinky little thing. It's um, it's probably about the yeah, it's a bit, it's less, it's smaller than the size of your hand. Um, I've got small hands and it's it's smaller than my hand. Um, and it, it's uh, it's got, kind of got that matte black satin finish. Yeah. You know that kind of soft touch to it. Um, and it's just got your you know it's got the the Xbox guide button, so the big round circle. It's got uh. Your usual, you know, your directional keys and the enter key um, that you yeah. normally find on remotes. Uh, your uh, play, pause, stop, uh, fast forward, rewind, and next chapter, previous chapter, a volume button and a channel button. Uh, but it works really well. Um, it's quite nifty as well when you put it down on the ground. Uh, when when you pick it up, it automatically lights up. That's pretty cool. It's just a, a wee nifty thing. Yeah. Um, but the setting it up was really, the, you know, there was no hassle to it at all. Yeah, Put the batteries in it. Yeah. Pointed it to the to the console. That's it. It worked. That's cool. Um, I to sync the Xbox One to the television, um, because we've moved a uh, switch televisions over, um, and. What I did was went into the settings and it says remove this TV, fr- remove the TV from your, you know, it's not the TV that's paired to the, the console anymore. Done that and it says put another TV in and I went okay and it says oh it's fine we've uh, we've picked up what the television is and automatically synced it. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, and so it knew that it was a Toshiba TV and that's it and you know you can now use this little controller to turn the TV on and off and adjust the volume and everything on it uh, and it did the same for the TiVo box as well so they, they've been playing around with that stuff in the back end because that wasn't there when I originally did the setup it won it needed a bit more information yeah um, but it kind of automatically detects that stuff now which is quite cool um, so yeah uh, I just thought I'd mention that if anyone is looking to pick up the Xbox One media remote, can recommend it. Uh, you know, for the significant other in your life that needs to use your console to watch TV or videos or whatever, and it's it's sixteen quid. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, I, to buy the Sony official one for Sony for the PlayStation Four, thirty five quid, and it's one of those. It's got you know a million and one buttons that you're never ever going to use. Um, the Xbox One uh, controller is small, compact. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you need a remote and you're choosing between the two consoles, go with uh, Xbox and that one. Cool. Uh, the only other thing now is to try and shoehorn the email address and everything that we do every week. <laughs> so, if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Glitch Free Gaming, and we have a page. 
uh, all the information in terms of what was going on on the website and what we're doing on the podcast. You can follow us there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well, at Glitch Free Game. And our editor-in-chief, Ben, uses that a lot more than we do, and he also uses it better than we do. So, um, yeah, uh, if you're looking for information, Ben normally will keep you up to speed. Uh, we just show up and talk shit every week. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, uh, and that's it, I think. Is there a, is anything you forgot? Did you buy anything, play anything? Or I bought some stuff. Sure? I didn't play anything. Like, I bought Soma. But I don't oh. know I actually played it yet. Right. Cool. I don't know. I, I have full intention of spending my Friday night and probably my, some of my Saturday because my girlfriend's away to just sit and play horror games so I think I'll right, play cool. some Soma play some Alien Isolation that kind of thing cool. I need to catch up on that stuff yeah, I am uh, I'm heading out for the weekend so I'm I'm not going to have my consoles with me but I'll take probably take the Vita and I'll probably might put something into the PS4 so I can do a oh I can we'll actually play. play Marvel Ultimate Alliance yeah that's a good idea we can try yeah. to see how well that works co-op <laughs> yeah that might be funny um yeah. So that'd be quite good. We can do that, um, you and I'll two play. Of leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and I'll definitely play some um, more Fire Emblem as well. I need to get into Conquest and finish that. Yeah, I say finish it. I'm only on like chapter eight online. Finish it. Yeah. <laughs> how, how far are you when you're? Uh, are you still quite I... early on? I finished that snow mission and then didn't play it again. So <laughs> I finished the villages and I was like, I did it. I got all the bonuses for it and everything. I did everything. I'm done. Yeah, that, that's it. You've got your money's worth out of it. Yeah, I need to. I need to get into it again. Yeah, I also need to. Oh, God, I need to play Project uh, Cross Zone 2 as well. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So my I'll game of the year is only like you know a couple of months away yeah yeah like five months away I know I know and I, yeah but five right yeah and I still haven't played my my game of the year nominee <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh excellent well I think the only thing left to do now is to thank you all once again for downloading and listening to us talk drivel uh, and uh, we will be back to talk drivel once again next week so until then play lots of games uh, buy stuff be nice to each other and don't eat the yellow snow also read nope. some books get some culture in you do we have to no but books are good okay read some books bye bye <laughs>